Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to an RFP Extra. Coming to you from Trenton, Georgia, it's Nathan Cravat. How are you, bud? Good, what's up, guys? Brian hey, man, Edwards in Danville, Virginia. Is it cold yes, up there? Yes, sir. No, it's actually, well, it kind of is, just to be honest. It's <laughs> raining, and uh, the wind's been blowing, and it's uh, probably 50 degrees. Hey, we're not going to climate shame you, man. You just, that's, that's fine. <laughs> we're not going to climate shame you. <laughs> you're the farthest north of any of us, so we, we, we still love you, man. We're in the south. Thank you. It's warm. Thank you. It's sunny at 11 o'clock night. The sun's still out. We're in our shorts. It's lovely. I'm coming to you live from my uh, garage, which I have turned into my quarantine office. I'm JC, by the way. And uh, here it we looks are. looks like you're sitting in the spit section. At a well, you know what I love is Zoom. And for those of you that are listening, you can't see it. My background is glorious. Hey, man. Hey, listen. <laughs> hold, hold on. For those of you who are listening and you can't see his background, I want you to add that to your Thanksgiving list of reasons to be thankful <laughs> because I'm having right now to do this Zoom call and all I can see is Tony Hudson leaning over a pulpit with his big bald head <laughs> screaming the word, hey man. I it mean, looks I'm like he's about to, to go all and... icing on his ear. He's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is what is up with all the guys putting their hand up behind their ear and cupping their hand behind their ear? They, they do it be, constantly. They want to be bass singers like J.D. Sumner. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I just did a Brian joke. Yes! yes I've arrived. <laughs> I, I, claim, I claim no connection to that joke whatsoever. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I missed 10 texts from you guys. Was I, was I late to the meeting or something? Yes. You finally got our text. Welcome. Finally. And hey, we want to thank one of our sponsors, our only sponsor for that matter, J Radio. I love J Radio. J Radio is an online music platform. They have great music like indie. They got folk music. They got Brian's favorite, bluegrass. They got hip hop. They got all kinds of music. Man, I love J Radio. If you have not checked them out yet, go to jradio.com. Download the app on the Android or Apple. It's J Radio. Let's go. This is an RFP Extra. Guys, I am so excited you've joined us today. We have an incredible extra episode for you today. And I'm talking, we're getting some cloak and dagger. Like, this is going to be incredible. Absolutely. But before we dive into that, how many of you are just blown away by the response that we're getting? We're getting close to 200,000 downloads now. Isn't that unbelievable? Blows my mind. 200,000? That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's unbelievable and, and think about listeners think about this it will it won't be that long until we'll be able to mimic donald trump and say millions and millions that'll be so fun <laughs> and i think i think we'll hit a million you know as we continue to pour out good content uh the thing that i love about that two hundred thousand is we know a good majority of the people that are listening because they write in they go to recoveringfundamentalist.org and have left us their story. And we're going to share some of their stories with us over these next few episodes. We see the, the interaction on our social media feeds, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And me and Brian are on Twitter. We love Twitter a lot. Nate, do you tweet? I'm on Twitter. You're on Twitter. You just don't tweet. I don't tweet. I read your <laughs> tweets. I yeah, like you your do. tweets. I retweet sometimes. 
See, that's Man, it. Nate's, yeah. Nate's a retweeter. Uh, Nate. <laughs> Nathan, is that, is that bad? <laughs> it no, sounded you're just bad. That guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. Nathan, we have to get you tweeting. You've got to get more active. As a matter of fact, do you know we've never even given um, our Twitter handles on this this Whoa. podcast? We've Whoa. never even encouraged people to follow us on Twitter. Who doesn't do that? Uh, we're hey. really bad opera fundies, you know. We we are. We should really promote ourselves a little bit better. You know what? In the title <laughs> of this RFP extra, you're going to find Brian and my Twitter accounts. Nate's on there if you want something what about really mine? to be retreated. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week yeah. we'll put our TikToks in. Woo, that's going to be really good. <laughs> I don't have one. Oh, y'all going to get to see Brian I, doing the herky. I have no idea TikTok, what that is. I don't Snapchat. I don't. I don't Snapchat either. I don't, I don't walk, care about don't any of that either. stuff. Nate Snapchatted his back. Snapchat. Man, that's the second Brian joke I've done tonight. That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're yep. making fun of my jokes, but I'm, I'm actually. Sorry. I'm I'm like I'm like a master chef. Do you have a good joke, Brian? Uh, you know, I would love I would love to break out one, but but you you putting me on the spot like that, you know. <laughs> That's the if, best if joke, I right? Did, if, if, well, if I did tell a joke, it would be uh, me reflecting back on my past days, and I would tell one of those jokes, you know, that you were supposed to tell before the sermon ever started. I do know the worst jokes I ever heard. I heard it in church. I actually heard uh, an evangelist say one night that the shortest guy in all the Bible is in the book of Job, and he said that was Bildad the Shuhite. That's just so oh my bad. Goodness gracious. I mean, that's so bad. And then, Church humor. And, then, and then I heard another guy say, let's turn to the book of Numbers because that's a book you can always count on. Oh, so, see, those no. are horrible, man. Those oh, are horrible. No. Speaking of Twitter, I love the tweet that you had the other day, Brian, talking about if you tell a lie behind the pulpit, it's still a lie. Ooh. Yes. That's a good one. Well, do you know what made me think of that? A couple of things. First of all, Kenneth Copeland should be officially totally out of business. COVID gone. Yeah, it breaks my heart that he ever made a dime in ministry. But think about it. He blew on the coronavirus, and it's still spreading, and people are still dying. You know, what a fraud. But then the other reason is, you know, I grew up in church basically every night of my life, and the stories are the same, and yet they've changed, and the guys tell the stories as if they were there. Like, how many times have we heard a different version of the teenagers leaving the church lost and driving three miles down the road? And uh, yes, I mean, I've heard everybody tell that as if they were there. Can we have an honesty moment? Have y'all ever used that story? I have not. I have. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I think I've heard point. <laughs> Turn and burn, baby. <laughs> I may or may not have. <laughs> One of my favorite accounts on Twitter is the IFB Preacher Clips. Love I it. love IFB Preacher Clips. It is a, it is a, a what do you call that? A, a, Guilty like a, pleasure? Yeah, it's an anonymous account. But man, a lot of the content that, you know, before we'll go in and record a show, I will see some of those clips on there. They're 100% real. Um, it is not edited in any way. And it's just guys sharing, you know, crazy, crazy stuff from behind the pulpit. We see in verse number 16 and 17, 
when they're convicted by sin, they change Bibles. When they start getting convicted, they change Bibles. They start looking after a false version because the false version does not bring the conviction that the King James Bible does because it's not truth. First of all, we must get back to restoring some of the landmarks that made this nation a great nation to begin with. You say, what landmarks are they? Number one, I believe we need to restore the landmark of hellfire preaching. We need to get back to old-fashioned preaching in America today. We've got a generation of spiritual pansies who can't stand old-fashioned preaching. They get nervous if somebody starts preaching the Word of God. They get out in their car. The wife says, I don't like that kind of preaching. He preached a little too loud. He preached a little too long. He preached hard. Did you think he was talking about me? Of course he was, you Jezebel. Don't you know he was talking about you? And why don't we just get it over with and realize of course he's talking about you. If you're wondering tonight if I'm talking about you, I'm talking about you. Amen? And yet we need to get back to a generation that can handle hellfire, old-fashioned brimstone preaching. You know, the one thing I've never understood about that account is a little while back he talked about how many of the guys are trying to take him off of Twitter? They're so angry. And what I don't get is he's just using their words. Like it's literal clips of things they've said. If anything, if they believe what they're saying, they should be thrilled that they're getting publicity. Sure. And instead they're getting angry. What does that say when somebody uses your words and you get mad about it? Yeah, well, what do you have to hide? What are you ashamed of? Exactly. I don't understand. I think a lot of people act so tough behind a pulpit. Oh, and yeah. then when someone says something about them on Facebook or social media, man, they freak out. Come on. Yes. When you stand in a pulpit, we all, all three of us know you're an open target. It's open 100%. season. Anything yes. I say, my family loves to laugh at me when I mess up. They're going to make a blooper reel for my funeral one day. We keep going back to funerals. <laughs> But they, they love that. So, I mean, it's open season, especially if you're getting up there calling everybody names and, you know, throwing out all kind of accusations and think that no one's coming back at you. I don't get it either, Brian. I agree. And I think what it's doing is it's really, to be honest with you, I think it's opening the eyes of a lot of people that have followed some of these guys that are on there and making them not, not question, but just kind of like, what, is that really what we're hearing? Is that, you know, truth? And so, to be honest with you guys, I reached out to uh, whoever runs the IFB Preacher Clips and on Twitter just through a direct message and said, hey, would you be willing to come on? We have an RFP extra coming up, and we'd love to sit down and talk with you. And this person really, really, really wants to keep their, um, you know, really wants to stay anonymous. And I can understand that. To be mm -hmm. honest with you, we don't know who this is. Um, all I've seen is the text that I'm getting and – then I get a, a text message said, hey, uh, I will, I'll do an interview, but I'll record it and I'll send it to you. And so in my email earlier today, I got an interview from whoever this is that's running IFB Preacher Clips. Cool. So this is, this is big time because we have an interview with the creator and content uh, person of the IFB Preacher Clip. Here we go. Hello. I run the account known as Fake Sermon on Twitter. If you're not aware of the page, it's devoted to posting content and video clips about IFB preachers. If you're unfamiliar with the acronym, that stands for Independent Fundamental Baptists. Hey, the majority of the posts are actually clips from sermons preached by these men of God, also known as MOGS, on the page. Each video posted includes the hashtags 
Old Paths and IFB Preacher Clips. If there's a well-known IFB preacher out there, there's a good chance they've been featured on the page. Names like Tony Hudson, John Hamblin, Jack Hiles, Phil Kidd, Bill Reeves, Jack Treber, Bob Gray Sr., Larry Brown, Nathan Rager, just to name a few. How good does Nathan Rager feel about himself for being included? <laughs> He's one of them. Pastors? He has finally arrived. <laughs> oh, I mean, just think of this. These, these guys have preached to millions of people around the world, as crazy as some of them are. But then there's, he says Ranger. all these names, and then Nathan Rager. And That's, look, Nathan Rager has four outdoor lawn chairs. <laughs> And he's everybody's favorite. It's like and the best no joke. Listed. He said last Sunday, "Hey man, that'll preach." Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. He said that in the middle of his sermon. <laughs> no, he did it. Wham bam, oh, thank oh, you, Lord. ma'am. If you don't like it, okay. lump it, jump it, or dump it. That'll preach right there. That's, hey man, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, let's get back to the interview. Once in a while, there will be a humorous life. edited video, but it's obvious that it's a, it's a parody clip. I try to post clips in their full context, yet still within the two minute, 20 second time limit that Twitter has. The main reason I started posting these videos is based on my background growing up in the IFB world. At the time, I believed the tenets of fundamentalism because it was all I knew. There were two main things about fundamentalism that are so prevalent within these churches that I did not really understand until I left it behind. First, the legalism that drives everything. Most of the time, extra-biblical standards are created by men in the movement and accepted as undisputed truth by any who choose to label themselves as IFB. You see, in order to be a good IFB, you have to believe things like KJV-only Bible, supreme authority of the pastor, only listen to very conservative music, only use the hymnals in church, and conservative dress standards. The IFB is obsessed with the issue of pants on women. They use Deuteronomy 22.5 about it being an abomination for ladies to wear that which pertaineth to a man. By the way, why have you never heard a sermon on how to handle a bird nest? It's in that same chapter. I'm looking it up. Yeah, you know, the Bible talks about men wearing mixed fabrics. So think about it. Pastors, while they're preaching that, they're wearing a silk tie, a cotton shirt, cotton socks, a polyester wool blend suit. They are disobeying the chapter. And who knows how they handle a bird nest? Verse I mean, we 12. Would, we you shall to... make yourself tassels on the four corners of your garments with which you cover yourself. Do the IFB guys wear that while they're preaching? <laughs> no. And they don't do have they beards wear... to shave the corners up. So. Well, since you get to make up everything, they'll say their tie is a tassel. Yes. I'm sure they'll make up something. But but my point is, that chapter, they pick and choose. Man, I'm so glad IFB Preacher Clips pointed that out because they dissect that chapter to death. I know what they're going to say. It's dispensationalism. And maybe, you know, uh, the verse for women, that counts. But then the other verses, you know, that doesn't count. So, Sure, that there was a dispensation dropped in there somewhere because that would be mighty convenient. But anyway, I just had to point that out. It's, it's you know, we need to follow all IFB preachers around, and we need to investigate how they handle bird nest. Because if they don't handle a bird nest correctly, then they can't preach that chapter. 
Hey, man. What about the you shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together? You know, I, I have never done that. <laughs> I've never plowed It's probably anything. a good idea not <laughs> that's, to. That's one. Hey, hey, hold it. That's one biblical command I've been able to live by. I need and, to. And, and, <laughs> one. Yes. 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 I need to write that down. Hey, I'm gonna put a that's poster. That's gonna go on your tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody will ever see it. It'll be flat around you. Hey, hey, and I, I want to say this. I feel like I need to say this. We're we're not making fun of the Bible. I think we just understand the the context that that was written to israel for a specific time for a specific place and you can't and pick specific and people yeah specific people and you can't pick and choose the parts you want to preach and the parts you don't want to preach so we're we're not sitting here laughing we're, we're laughing that someone is is trying to enforce that to mean a woman can't ride a horse with jeans on here we go Preachers talking about the importance of not allowing a female toddler to wear sleepers too long as she'll be wearing pants. Mm. Or requiring that IFB girls wear large jean skirts over their snow pants when they hit the ski slopes. Bless their hearts. Also, there's a belief that it's up to the women to dress in a way that prevents men from lusting. Basically, if he sins, it's her fault because of how she dressed. Imagine the burden this places on women, constantly worrying and carrying the responsibility about whether she is sinning by causing men to stumble. What happens with legalism is that prominent preachers will keep adding to these standards and it becomes a comparison game on who can be the most old paths above all others. Mm. IFB churches put themselves in camps, mm. usually associated with a Bible college. A preacher might say he's a Hiles guy or a West Coast guy. These colleges will award honorary doctorates to men who become well-known within their movement. Mm. The other way they form camps is how conservative their standards are. Pastors won't associate with other churches who don't follow the same rules they do. Man, that'll prove. Brian, yes. can you talk to us about this camps thing? This is, this is real. Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, we experienced that when my dad was in evangelism. We had to be great chameleons. As a matter of fact, it's really neat that you stopped the interview there to ask me that because I didn't know you were <laughs> going to do that. We were talking about that very thing this week. You know, there were some weeks my dad would say, you know, don't wear this color lipstick or don't wear this or we won't be singing wow. these songs or, you know, it'll be piano only this week. We won't be carrying your bass guitar in or, you know, just, you know, be careful what you say this week. If you say this, you know, they might be offended. And so we were chameleons. That's why I had no idea what we believed. But by the way, you know, I, I can't help this. There are more doctorates in the independent fundamental movement than there are in a New York hospital <laughs> during coronavirus. <laughs> and, Tweet that. And none of them, and none of them have a real doctorate. And yet they all go around calling each other doctor. And what cracks me up is they all know their doctorates are not legit. Yeah, and, yet, and how, you know, how many... How many camp meetings have you been at where guys from one camp are talking about guys from another camp and telling jokes about the other guys? It's, it's, mm. uh, it's very competitive. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, for example, you even look at, you know, years ago, there's, there's the camp meeting crowd, and then there's the house crowd, and then there's the, this crowd. You know, you just you, you know these circles and these camps. It's so neat that you pointed that out. It's very tribal. 
Yeah, and by the way, you said something about you and your dad talking this week. I we have had so much feedback about yes. your dad's interview. And a matter of fact, right now, my good buddy Christian Coder just sent me a text and said, "Please tell Brian that his dad's interview was awesome and he really enjoyed it." So he wanted me to pass that on. Said it was an incredible interview with your dad. Wow, thanks for giving. And let me tell you this one: there's a young man who's probably listening to this. His name's Blake. For 13 years, I've been praying for this guy, Blake and his wife, and they have been stuck in the bowels of fundamentalism, if you will. And, I mean, this guy, I've been praying for him for a long time. They've been it out. It needs to be its own episode. It's going it's to be. So They've yeah. been out four <laughs> weeks. The dude moved from here, went to Alabama, pastored. He's been out for four weeks. And your dad's interview was the first one that he's listening to. And he called me and he said, as I'm listening to this, we're sitting here weeping we hear so much of the story that we just came through and we are living right now. He said, this journey, we don't know what to do. We're four weeks out. He said, we have lost more friends than what we thought we had. Like, dude, you knocked it out of the park with that interview with your dad. I mean, Craig it was, Edwards it was great. one of my heroes. I Craig love Edwards. Craig Edwards. Unbelievable. Yeah, God is using yeah. that man. And I, no, you know, it really proves the point. Nothing we go through will be wasted. God knew mm. when all of that was going on that Preach this it. podcast would be happening and that Blake would be sitting there listening, that so many people that are listening right now would be hearing that. And, uh, you know, when I, he perked up when I said he, cause he was like, who's on the podcast with you? And I said, Nathan Cravat, Brian Edwards. He texts back about an hour later. He's like, I just realized that Brian is Craig Edwards son. Like he's going to be on your podcast. I said, Wednesday, it's his interview. And I'm telling you, wow. great, great job, man. That was man, good. Thanks. Two things thanks that so y'all just talked about. Uh, that that really came to mind. You talked about the doctorates that all these schools gave. Man, when I was sitting at Tennessee Temple, C's get degrees, and that, that's what I got. Um, but I was always sitting there. I was like, "There's hope that someday I'm going to come back and I can get an honorary doctorate because I'm too dumb to pass a Bible class." But this is going to be great. Now I'm a pastor. And then the other thing, I can't remember what you were talking about, but man, it was good Camps. in my brain. Camps, yeah. You know, Nate. Uh, Nate, we, we used to sing that song, and it gives a whole new meaning now. And it's never hit my brain until just now. Well, I went to the enemy camp and oh, yeah. I took back what he stole <laughs> from me. me. Well, I, it, it makes a whole new meaning now. They're talking really about does. the Hiles. And, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I just yeah. had an epiphany sitting here. Hey, man. All right, let's go. Pastors will disassociate from each other over dress standards. It then becomes a contest of who can be the old paziest of them all. There's a constant <laughs> a fear of being paziest. labeled a compromiser. What happens with all this is that IFB members constantly feel like they're never doing enough and that they're never good enough to have God's true favor. It's a that constant battle to make sure whether yes. you are truly separated enough from the world to be considered holy in the eyes of God. These people are motivated through fear. For supposedly being independent, there's an incredible amount of conformity within these churches. If you don't follow all of the practices and rules, you are considered a compromiser and ostracized. If someone uses another Bible version or goes to a movie theater, this might be enough to get you disowned by friends and family. Amen. The Live fundamental that. problem with fundamentalism is that it's all about what people can do for God instead of what Jesus did for them. Burnout for Jesus is a phrase you'll hear a lot. Most IFB parents do not understand why so many of the younger generation are leaving their movement. It's because these young people are taught to follow a system of rules, not a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Come on, man. If you are a devoted follower of fundamentalism, it's really hard to understand grace and the real love of God because you're constantly working so hard to supposedly win wow. God's favor mm -hmm. and will always feel inadequate. That's unbelievable. That's the crazy. second area that I really had my eyes open to was the pedestal that the men of God were placed on. Here we go. Within IFB churches, the pastor is the ultimate authority. He is known as God's man, and church members are expected to follow whatever he says without question. It is really easy for men in these positions to abuse their power, and it happens all the time. Members are even encouraged to always go to the man of God for whatever problems they have, and even avenues such as law enforcement. For those who are not raised in fundamentalism, it might be hard to understand how people would get caught up in these strange beliefs. Part of the explanation is that some IFB churches function like mini cults. The pastor runs the church like a dictator and unquestioning obedience is required to be a member in good standing. Kids are brought up in the church's Christian school and are expected to go on or go to one of a few small IFB Bible colleges. Most of these students have yep. little concept of the world and don't realize that their Bible college degree is really just a worthless piece of paper unless you're applying to work in an IFB church. Man, that's true. There are prominent men who travel around the country preaching in churches carrying the flags of fundamentalism. Church members look at these men with reverence and, ha and have them sign their Bibles. These men preach while screaming right. at the top of their lungs. <laughs> you know, after posting hundreds of these sermon clips, I've made an observation. There's usually an inverse relationship between the volume of the preacher and the quality of the sermon. <laughs> so good. I think preachers might need to go look up a commentary to interpret that because it's a bit Woo! theological. Woo! These sermons consist of stomping around on the platform and making a big performance during the preaching. For IFB church members, the perception of a good sermon is how good a showman the preacher was. Afterwards, yep. people might say, wow, what a sermon. Instead, they should be saying, wow, what a savior. Yeah. Looking back, I see now how absurd most of these sermons were. No depth whatsoever. These preachers actually scoff at theolo theology and expository preaching. Seminaries are something to avoid as all a true man of God needs is a KJV Bible and he can let her rip tater chip. Hey man. <laughs> this is partly why I called my page fake sermon. These men are not preaching real sermons based in the Bible. Wow. In wow. fact, the way to deliver a good IFB sermon is to come up with a catchy title, <laughs> then come up with several alliterated points that all rhyme or start with the same letter. Yeah. Then you find verses that fit the outline and <laughs> often twist the scripture. And you got to get some really good scary stories or tearjerker stories and, and throw them in at the right time. You have to. Absolutely. You know what? He is hitting the nail on the no head. No doubt. You know, screaming and, and jumping. And look, Showmanship. I've left, Oh, yeah, I've left services and heard people saying, did you see the way he ran on the pews? Did you see the way he jumped over the communion table? We were in a, we were in a meeting one night, and a guy took off running. He jumped over the communion table, the flowers that were on the communion table, cleared it all landed in the hallway and never stopped preaching. No one at the restaurant was talking about anything he said or yeah. any content 
everybody was talking about the fact, did you see him clear that communion table, flowers and all? That was all anybody was talking about. It's pitiful. One of my favorite videos on YouTube is the Earl Hughes service, the camp meeting where oh, the yeah. guy runs. My dad's preached in that church. Jumps in the baptistry. I was yes, in that church what? as a kid. We used to go sing there and go to his camp meetings, and that dude was a trip. I loved Earl I, Hughes, man. I cannot understand awesome. a word he's saying in that song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, what is he saying? They don't know I love either. him, man. He's awesome. But when they run and jump in the baptistry, that's that's amazing. The dude that my favorite is when the dude slings his coat and it goes on Earl's and it head, hits him. and he pulls it off his head and keeps singing. I can't. The guy at the very end of the video that does that stupid dance down the aisle, I was like, you don't have the spirit, buddy. You're just no. He showed up late to the party. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. We'll post that video. A very distinct delivery style that is pretty easy to spot when you start listening to these sermons. Mm. I started the fake sermon Twitter page because I felt it was important that these sermons be brought to a larger audience just to show how absurd most of them are. Yeah. People outside the IB movement often think that these sermons must be parody because some of them are just so outrageous. Man. Some IB followers will say that these videos only represent a few fringe pastors. Those who understand fundamentalism know, though this isn't the case. These beliefs are very prevalent and reinforced through IFB colleges. Young fundamentalist preacher boys try to imitate these men because they think that's the pattern they should follow. I know there are a lot of IFB people who watch these videos. This page has become a type of guilty pleasure because there are many IFB members who feel stuck in churches because they feel like if they leave, They'll lose friends, family, or the only way of life they've ever known. I hope that some of them start to see through the facade of fundamentalism and begin to test their beliefs against actual Bible and not just the rules the pastor told them to follow. Some may think that I'm just a bitter person with an anti-church agenda. That couldn't be further from the truth. I left the IFB movement and am part of a wonderful church filled with people who love God and want to serve Him. That's why the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast has been such a breath of fresh air for me. For those who have come out of the IP movement, there can often be a time of struggle to try to figure things out. There's often real hurt that needs to be dealt with for people who have come out of some really toxic situations. It's easy for a real bitterness to form against anything church related. The hosts of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast understand these things and bring a balanced perspective to those who are searching for truth. Wow. Man, that dude is sharp. I don't know who he is. I don't no know clue. if I've met him or if I haven't met him, but that dude is sharp. It's crazy. And he's got a great voice. I mean, I love his deep voice. I, yeah, yeah, I think that's one of those voice changer things, you know, but I think I'm going to start using that every Sunday. No, yeah, I'm going to start preaching with that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll we, never should put that on, we should put that on Nathan's mic on this and it'll sound like me and Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget the first time I ever met Adrian Rogers. I had the chance to spend like four days with him, and he had that voice. His voice was so intimidating. It's like yeah. whatever he said, you know, it, it sounded it sounded like you would think that's what God would sound <laughs> like, you know. It, Did it, he it was Adrian Rogers, you know. Uh, no, he actually didn't, as a matter of fact. Oh, man. I don't know who this guy is, but my goodness, he is spot on. Yeah, and, he's had a lot of experience with the IFB. 
Yeah. I, I want, if you're on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, go make a Twitter handle and follow. If the only one you follow other than us, not Nate, because he doesn't do anything but retweet, but me and I'm Brian. I'm on Twitter, and, <laughs> dang it. But go and follow IFB Preacher Clips and uh, just watch. It, you'll get stuck. I, 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 at night, I lay in bed and just watch IFB Preacher Clips. It's just nonstop. It's nonstop. I'm too busy watching it to be able to tweet. I just, I mean, I That's can't tweet things as good as <laughs> he does. So I just, I just watch it. Come up with something creative every once in a while. Give us a well, give and, us a, and you know, the I'm anonymity right of it, it <laughs> you're going to tweet right now. Are you going to make <laughs> it up or are you going to retweet? And you know, the anonymity, the anonymity makes it cool. I think it's, I yeah. think that's such a cool part of it because this person is just putting out content and, and there's really nothing else that can be attached it's just the content is what it is it's good i actually reached out and said hey you know what i think would be really good is if you come on every so often on the rfp extras and just do this week in fundamentalism because you know he's got a ton of content that he can yes. give and so i think i think we're going to make whoever this is the ifb preacher clips a main staple here on the recovering fundamentalist podcast i agree I tell you what, fellas, let's go ahead and do our first This Week in Fundamentalism. Why not? The first clip featured by a fake sermon Twitter account is that of Dennis Coral, president of Revival Fires, and their tagline is Fundamentalism's Positive Voice. This clip is from the recent National Revival Fires Conference, and Coral is making announcements about the Facebook live streaming of the services. As with many IFB preachers, he's still trying to get a handle on the social media, as he calls it. So he has a few reminders and directives for those watching the services on Facebook. Then he says something that, well, just just take a listen. So I have no other announcements except I hope you'll show up again tomorrow morning at 9. We'll make other announcements about that. And one request, if you're watching a live stream, don't comment. What? Don't comment to each other. Don't complain because you don't like what's being said. Now, that probably won't happen until I'm preaching. Amen. Uh, but I have a tendency to arouse people like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, so please don't do that. If you're watching it, conduct yourself like you're in a church service. Let the Spirit of God speak to you. Amen. Don't get caught up in the moment. This is not time for popcorn and time for Bible preaching. Don't eat don't popcorn. Comment. <laughs> what is up with don't comment? I, everybody asks you to comment. That's like a good thing, right? It's like you comment, amen. You yeah, must he gives, have people commenting, you're not preaching the Bible or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, well, he Heresy. needs to quit arousing them. <laughs> you said it you said, you said it. it there it is I, I posted this yes is the uh smiley face with hard eyes come on jesus is the hands raised up Woo is the mouth open preach is the hand clap that's right is the fist bump and tis so good is the thumbs up when if you're if you're wondering when on facebook live nice oh, that's cool man i like it that was free <laughs> but don't comment on his don't comment don't comment unless you're eating popcorn hey hey little people when I'm preaching, you sit there with your King James Bible open and don't say anything. Don't open your mouth. Yes. And, Unless you're and singing my praises. And did you catch what he said? Don't be in your pajamas. Go get dressed like you're going to church. Man. I wear my pajamas to watch myself preach on our live stream. 
man, I've gotten spoiled these last few weeks. I mean, I'll roll over tomorrow morning. I'll watch like 14 sermons right here laying in my bed, just throwing them up on Google Cast. Like, I'm kind of okay if this is the way we do it for the rest of a little bit. (laughs) Don't even say that. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the next one. Here we go. Clip is featuring Jeff Vogelin, associate pastor of Fairhaven Baptist Church. He is considered an expert on dress standards and has taught on women in pants for many years. In this clip, he talks about how young girls should be when parents make that all-important decision of when they should start putting dresses on them. This is borderline. Uh, this is an area where I, I think it does take some discernment. Little babies and their um, what is it that they all that they they're sleepers. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. If that's not the right one. Um, I don't have. I don't think that it's wrong, sinful for a, ba- a, a girl baby to have a sleeper on. But I will say that <laughs> this is an area where you need to have discernment as to how yes. long you let them wear those sleepers. Yeah. Okay. Um, if they had any discernment, they wouldn't be. They probably shouldn't. You know, if they can walk around, <laughs> they shouldn't be walking around at church in their pants sleepers. They can wear other things. Oh. Um, and I don't know. That's, this is an area where I would say, I don't know exactly where the line is there. Okay. But it is something that we need to understand. What are we teaching that, that, little, that little girl? There comes a point when she'll know that she's wearing that type of clothing, and she, and she should probably not wear it at that point. That's quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard coming out of a preacher's my mouth. My two-year-old. I wish that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard, but it is. It is right up at the top. But here's my here's my here's my deal with. This. Notice the way he's using his voice. He's trying to sound like an expert. Yeah, yeah, he is. And the people are sitting there thinking he is. I mean, what think is- about how many people are going to leave that service and go home and rid their house of sleeper pants for babies. What do you say? I, don't, I don't know if it's wrong. Yeah. You know why you don't know if it's wrong? Because it's not in the Bible. Yes. Amen, Nathan Cravat. I'm just Add sitting here counting to 10. I'm just counting 10. Counting to 10 and backwards. This is, do we have any the, more of those lovely No, we don't. Videos? I can't play any more after that. I'm done with this week in fundamentalism. I'm done with it. I'm done Come with on, it. play that the next the, one. Play the it. next That's one. all there is. We're not playing anymore. I, I can't do it. What? Hang on. That's There's 46 weird. seconds. Let's see what else he's got. And that's just my thoughts. I don't know Idiot. exactly where that would go. And this is where there, it's a standard. You're going to put a standard somewhere, and other people have a standard in another spot, and and we shouldn't be judged too judgmental there. I mean, if you if you say, well, you know, my eight-year-old is still wearing pant sleepers around, I think that's obviously wrong. Okay, but if you say, well, I'm I'm they're never going to. I'm going to find sleepers that zip up in their their whatever, and I've seen those. Well, fine. But we shouldn't be judging someone else whose one-year-old is wearing pants sleepers or something like that. Okay. Unbelievable. That just we happened. Be judge, to, ju, ju, too judgmental. Be judgmental, it's, but not it's too like, judgmental. It's like he knew it was dumb. The words coming out of his mouth were dumb because at the end he goes, okay. Jerry <laughs> was like, let's go on to the next stupid thing I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Sad. I'm so ticked right now. That's unbelievable. Oh, yes, ridiculous. it is. 
Well, I remember hey, you... as a young boy asking my dad questions about stupid stuff like that that I would hear preached, and my dad would always say, "No, that's not that's not right. Those guys just go a little too far with it." And and I mean, okay, totally off the cuff here. Crazy. I'll go first yep. since I'm asking you this, but the craziest thing you can remember being preached that you can remember that is is borderline with that. I'll tell you one that that's up there. There's a dude named Phil that was preaching at a place called Faith Camp, and he's preaching, at, and and it was probably, I was with my papaw, who just passed away, Charlie Sturgill, and we were there. I remember I was probably 13, 12, 13 years old, and I'll never forget this. He's up there preaching, and the whole time he preached on the ass that Jesus rode into town, and he, I, I, I guarantee you he preached on that just so he could say the word ass. 50, 60 times. And every time it was getting to a point where every time he would say the ass that Jesus wrote in town, everybody, Whoa, amen, you know, going crazy. He gets to the end where he's wrapping up and he goes, here's what I'm telling you tonight. He said, you preachers, teachers, missionaries, evangelists, that donkey was tied up to a tree and Jesus came through and rode it into town. What does that tell me? We need to tie our ass up to a tree and wait for God to use us. And they went crazy. And I remember 12, 13 years old, looking at my papa and was like, we just sat through an hour of that for that application right there. That was the application. That was Tie it. your butt to a tree and wait for God to use you. One was this really long sermon on the evils of Christmas trees and oh. decorating for Christmas. And I went on the way home, I asked my dad, dad, do we have to take our Christmas tree down? And thankfully he didn't make us. I think I shared that on here before, but. But the other one was a sermon that I heard about how evil Disney was in Cinderella, how it was just oh straight my. up witchcraft and evil. A whole sermon about how evil Cinderella was. And anyone who let their kids watch Cinderella, they're sending their kids to hell because of Cinderella. Mm. All right, my two. Here we go. Back up the dump truck uh, and unload. Here we go. <laughs> no, my two uh, is was actually one of them was said by the guy who's – behind you in that photograph hey man um, he actually he actually preached that uh god called preachers wear white shirts and that if you aren't wearing a white shirt when you preach then you aren't a god called preacher i've heard that um, so the white shirt has something to do with it and man, then the other the other well, we, was sammy allen and what i mentioned last week on the podcast about he'd rather put a live rattlesnake in the bed with his infant daughter than to put an unplugged television in the house. That's stupid. It's unbelievable. Think about that. Hmm. I have a memory from, uh, no, I have a memory of from being a kid, the boys home went down to Sammy Allen's church, not the campground, the church that's a couple miles down the road from it. And uh, after church, they, took us all down to the basement of the church and blessed us by letting us go through the missionary clothing that they had downstairs. And we got to go through all the clothes. And I remember finding a Panama Jack t-shirt, which was <laughs> super cool at yes. that time in my life when yeah. I was about eight, eight or nine years old. It was a pink Panama Jack t-shirt. And that was my favorite t-shirt for a long time. Thank you, Sammy Allen. You did something for me. <laughs> Hey, so we teased in the last episode about some of the interviews that we've got coming up. And, you know, on the 
Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, we have interviewed quite a few folks. Justin Spurgeon, who's a pastor. Uh, Nate, you know, he showed up at your small group. That was awesome. Uh, we've yes, talked to, uh, what's Mike the guy Peters. in Spain? I can't read. Mike Peters. Mike Peters. Yeah, we've had some pastors that are uh, guys that you would have heard of, others that you may never have heard of. And coming up, we've got two dudes going to be on the episode. We've got Adam Tyson. Some of you may have heard of Adam Tyson. He's a pastor um, out in California. He is actually Kanye West pastor. So Kanye, uh, before this whole COVID-19, he was doing uh, these uh, Jesus is King, Jesus is Lord. What was it? Brian, you went to one of those concerts. Jesus is King. Yeah, so he was doing one of these (laughs) concerts. Brian didn't go, but that would have been awesome. And uh, every once in a while at at those concerts, there's a blonde-headed dude that will stand up and preach. And I don't know if you guys heard him preach the gospel. Yes. Man, he lays it out flat out without compromise. And uh, I, I, I got a buddy that was at the Kanye concert in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And he texted me a picture of it and said, man, this is incredible. I retweeted it. He said, uh, he said, this is incredible. Thousands of people just responded to one of the clearest presentations of the gospel that I've ever heard. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to Adam because he grew up in a fundamentalist home. And, you know, I'm sure that traveling with Kanye West, he's probably gotten a little bit of flack, I would say. And uh, so we've got him on. And then, Brian, you want to tell us about the other interview that we're going to be doing here in a few weeks? Absolutely. We've got James McDonald, or as we like to lovingly call him at times, J-Mac. James McDonald's going to be coming on, and uh, that name has been, you know, in the news a lot. uh, But we're going to be having the opportunity to talk to him and uh, to find out about his former life in fundamentalism, how that influenced his leadership, and then what God is doing in his life now. Because, you know, God is a sanctifying God, and he's always at work. And uh, so I look forward to that conversation. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to both of those interviews. We've had some amazing things. It's hard to believe that we've only been going for four months. Yeah. With all the listeners, Mm -hmm. all the interviews, it seems like it's been forever. But I'm looking forward. we got some really good days ahead. And I kind of feel a little bit cheated because I really want to tell the guy, thank you for the interview today. And we can go ahead and do that. I don't know who he is. I don't know yeah, your name. For but sure. Thank you so much yes. for sharing that. And man, it, it sounded like he had all the talking points from all of our meetings that in in episodes. And dude, I'm I'm honored that he's listening. Yeah. And that other yes. people like him are out there listening. And uh we've had j- just this week people contacting us and telling us that they're listening and it's changing their lives and it's challenging them, and it's helping them, and so uh, guys, our best days are ahead, looking forward to the the things that God has for us. That's it, and like Nate said, we want to hear from you. We do this for three reasons. Going back to the very first episode, we want to help, we want to encourage, and we want to challenge, and that's why we do what we do. We want to help those folks that have come out of fundamentalism, Uh, that are seeking hope. We want to help you continue to find that. We want to encourage those that feel like you're sinning because you have left the fundamentalism and you're worried about going back and, and what it's going to look like. And are people going to, are you going to lose touch with the brethren? And, you know, people like Blake that I've been praying for for 13 years, that's the man that I've had in my forefront of my mind as we're talking through this as the episode started and then challenge. And I think today's episode is a great example of what we want to do in challenging is just calling Mm -hmm. out some of the junk that happens in the IFP world. And, And I also want to say this, 
you know, I've seen some comments this week, and I don't know if you guys have caught up on the Facebook messages and some of the comments. There are good people in the IFB world. Yes, there um, are. There, there, there's, some, there's some really good people that, that we could sit here and name that don't like some of the stuff that we don't like about the IFB movement, and it makes them sick. But it also, you know, it's where, you know, what they say, one rotten apple – Spoils the whole. I have no clue what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> you know, um, there are some good people, and you know we we want to continue to highlight them as well as call out some of these bad ones, if you will. And so we want to hear from you. Um, if you're listening and you have a story to share, we would love for you to share that with us. You can go to the RecoveringFundamentalist.org and uh, leave us a message there. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, just shoot us a message. We will respond. One of us will. Um, I don't know who it'll be, but one of us will respond. And we just want to hear from you. We, we want to know that we're making an impact in your life. You can do that by leaving a review, by subscribing, uh, by sharing a podcast episode with a friend, and just help us out. Uh, let us know that, that the podcast is helping you as we are all on this journey of becoming a recovering fundamentalist. It's great. Guys, this has yes, been a sir. fun episode. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it. I, I, I was hoping you were going to let me, uh, I was going to wrap a little Kanye for you, but I, we'll do guess, it. I guess the episode's over. No, right now all I can think Rose is. on Sunday. That's what I was going to say. You're, You're my, my Chick-fil-A. Ch oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Only Tim Tebow can get. Only because of COVID-19A. Stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> only Tim Tebow can get Chick-fil-A on Sundays. <laughs> Hey, so thanks for listening to this episode of the RFP Extra, and uh, we're glad you're here. Hey, we also want to remind you, our sponsor, J Radio. We love these guys down there, jradio.com. They got genres of all types, folk and hip-hop and country and opera and Brian's favorite, classical. I mean, they have all kinds of music that you can find to fit the mood that you are in. It's jradio.com. Be sure to check them out. Download them today on your Android or your Apple phone and uh, just listen to some absolute great music. Fellas, I love you. Glad everybody's healthy. Can't wait to see you in person. Well, I saw Nate this week. He stopped by the church, Brian. I love that. Thanks for the Chick-fil-A sandwich. Mm. Mm. Sweet tea. You know, Kanye okay. said that's closed on Sunday. <laughs> It was great. All right. We're going to go. I love y'all. Love Peace. you too, bud. This has been an RFP Extra. Check back next week for a full Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Join us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Visit our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. T-shirts available now.